news, everyone. I'm back, baby. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Squeeze me. It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in sports. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody, and my guest knows that intro uh, is all in sports. Jake Seeley, your host. You're probably following me because, you know, normally I say you might not be from today's guest, but if you know today's guest, you know the show I've been doing with him for years. I've had him on. He's had me on. We have an award uh, because he's one of the best in the business at Joe Pisa PS17, the author of the, what was number one best selling for how many years, Joe Pisa uh, It is now a decade. Book. It's a decade, but who's counting? And we're in year 11. But clearly not everybody's following me because you've got like 70,000 followers and I've got like, I don't know, like 15. So I th- I'm pretty clearly, sure 68 are only there for just to see my dating life fails. Like, yeah, so that's, that's, fair. Like <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's definitely a fair. There's assessment. only 2,000 people that really want to follow me. <laughs> well, I imagine the ratio is something like 2,000 that want to follow you for football advice. There's like another, th- you know, thousand that, you know, for whatever they, they think that you're like, a, they see the link thing and they think you're like a gamer guy. So they're just confused by it. And then the rest of it are either there for the dating life stuff or to troll you about, you know, who they should start about right. after you put a ranking. Yeah. I think yeah. I've got the, you've got yeah, the ratio. That's, that's, yeah, pretty that's, good. A, that's a good ratio. So make sure everybody knows, uh, Joe, your baseball's out already, right? Yeah, baseball, the earliest release ever uh, this week. So the Kindle version for the Fantasy Baseball Black Book 2021 is out. The, the paperback's supposed to be out by today. It doesn't come out today. It's not my fault. I did my work on Saturday. I put it into Amazon like they're supposed to. We're supposed to give it a couple days. We're past the 72 hours now, Amazon. So I got a call into Jeff Bezos. We'll see if he gets back to me. I know he's... <laughs> slightly busy but whatever i put a call into jeff i was like jeff what are you doing could you please get the get the release of the book out people are waiting for it but you know 2020 sucked so i figured let's give people something fun to look forward to at the end of the year and let's give you know usually put it out january 1st and i was like you know what i don't want it hanging over me over the christmas holiday for once like i want to get this thing done a phenomenal team paul spore eric cross uh the welsh uh ariel cohen fswa writer of the year for baseball chris meany who Everybody knows uh, Casey Bubba, uh, Michael Sibione, Aaron Pags. It's just a great bunch of people. So I figured something under the tree, put a little black book under the tree this year, a little black book in your stocking. It's like coal. <laughs> it's like coal. You can put that in the stocking. Get it for your kids if you don't like them. Just <laughs> get it for the kids. <laughs> get it for the kids. Put it in there and be like, why do I have this? Like, oh, oops, that's mine. And just, you know, screw around with the kids a little bit. So how are you, Jake? <laughs> I miss you. I miss this. Oh, this is always fun. Yeah, I miss this too. I- I'm doing... Pretty dang well, I would say. Uh, it's on the Bezos dang. thing. You kiss your mother with that mouth? My God. Uh, yeah, I don't kiss my mother. <laughs> well, you shouldn't kiss her on the mouth. That's just weird. <laughs> so, like Tom Brady and his kids. You, you want a fun number? I threw out, it was a couple weeks ago. It's probably gone up since you bring up Bezos. You, you want an interesting number? So Bezos net worth. If you made, Joe, 200 <laughs> plus thousand dollars a year. So we'll, we'll round it up to like 225,000 okay. now. $225,000 a year or not, not a year. I'm sorry. Let me get that correct. I was say a, a day, year. a day, day. Uh-huh. $225,000 a day. Since Jesus was born, Bezos net worth would still be more than you. Since Jesus was born. Yes. His net worth is 185 billion. Now <laughs> let's see. Seems like a lot. Bezos so. net worth. He is up to yeah, 182 billion. So yes, you can make that much money. Oh, wait, since so Jesus went was down born. from 85 to 82, or, or yeah, you yeah. just no? I, I overestimated. I you overestimated. Like the last time I checked, I think it was only like a 178. Uh, or another Jake Seeley projection off yet again. You want a simpler version? How about this? If you made Patrick Mahomes money. 50 million a year since Jesus was born, you'd have to double down. I love that that's would... the mark for you. Like, it's like, it's like a B, <laughs> it's like BC and AD as far as net yeah, worth. Well, it's, that's, that's what good, you, that's, I mean, it's a good way to idealize it or not idealize it to like put it into your thought of how have long... you done the attendant compo money yet or no? Yeah, you just did <laughs> no. Mahomes. Just okay. Mahomes. 
All right. Let me know when you get the Giannis contract in there too. So I want to. No. I want to be topical today. And then the Gwompo. Tonga Vailoa. We are talking fantasy football. (laughs) I want to start with one. I gave you the list. And hint, hint. We're going to be doing that today, everybody. So get ready. I know you're excited. Joe's going to get to do a setup he hasn't done in a long time. But before, I'm going to mix the list up because I want to get straight to your Patriots here because. Oh, God. Do we no, have no. to? All right. Well, did we do because there's two things. I'm wearing my old, just so you know, because it's wintertime, I'm wearing my old school from high school Patriots starter sweatshirt. I still have this. Not the, not the coat. Like I had the coat when I was a kid too. But like it's got the wait, S wait, with the, the star jacket on it. pullover or the zip up? No, it's neither. It almost looks like a hockey jersey kind of feel to it, but it's a sweatshirt ah. and it's got like the uh, the the red, white, and blue a, banded. I went to high school with a kid with the pullover that had like the zip down to your chest. The so well, that yeah, I had that too. Yeah, huh? It was yeah, a Bulls one, it. and I'm pretty sure he didn't take it off for two straight years. Well, there was always that one kid who wore it indoors, outdoors in the summertime. That one kid, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that kid had drugs in it. Like I'm just saying. And I can verify, sure. Brent, if you're listening to this podcast, tweet the podcast once it's out on Twitter and verify to everybody that this person wore it every single day. And, yeah, the and what drugs he was brown. holding. Well, cause you held the drugs in your flap, you know, that little front flap, <laughs> the little Velcro, that's where the, that's where the weed was or whatever he was selling. Guaranteed. Oh, so the, the white turned brown because of the smoke, not because he wasn't washing it. <laughs> that's that's very possible. It was the, it was, it was the marijuana made it brown. <laughs> anyway, can we talk about the, the situation? I, like, just for people, are- just for context, for those of you who might have never heard us together, this was two hours a day, five days a week for two years. I mean, that is the, probably God, like what gold that was. Stunning, <laughs> stunning. I mean, I, the fa- the footballers fired me because I yelled Beowulf too much. So I mean, that's just you, what what happened. Because, so, I don't know if you know this, so Gardner Minshew's grandfather wanted to name him Beowulf. Okay. And I thought cool that's name. the most amazing thing ever. Like, what? Awesome. How can Minshew possibly get better? We already love him. Yeah, we Beowulf love the mustache. Like, Is it his middle name? Because that'd be pretty cool, too. Gardner no, Beowulf the word, Minshew. No, here's the second part of it. He's the second. He's not even, his dad's, not, dad's name isn't Gardner. He just wanted to name him the second. Wow. How weird that's is this awesome. family? That's amazing. And wait, you got fired over this? No, no, no. I make a joke because people got mad that. So there was one episode that for the longest time, it was last year, I kept saying play Minshew as a great DFS streamer because nobody would play him. His price never went up and he would score 20 points every single week. Mm -hmm. And then when I found that Beowulf thing out, we were having a show and we were having a discussion and I was going, Beowulf. Beowulf. Well, like Joe was telling his, and then Meanie started like you know was talking about it, and Meanie was actually like, I was like, yeah, Beowulf. And like people got mad at me that I was chanting Beowulf. You so. must have been tired. That sounds like tired, Jake. That goes oh, back to the Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. <laughs> where, where for about an hour, all all Jake could say was Evan Ingram because he was so tired and punchy. We even like I've never, you've Ingram. never been drunk, but like that is the closest thing I could. Tired Jake Zeely is the closest thing to drunk Jake Zeely, and that is just magnificent, absolutely magnificent. <laughs> Better than the show. So let's talk yeah. your Patriots finally. Okay. Here's why. So Tua goes off in a game that nobody expected him to. We also know, look, garbage time, blah, blah, blah. I, that's not even where I want to go with it. I want to go to the narrative, Joe, because this is your team. Oh, I love the and narrative. And the narrative is rookie quarterbacks cannot succeed against Belichick because he knows how to beat him. And it's rookie quarterback specifically. Like, Belichick knows how to beat everybody. He takes away your best option. There's all these narratives with Belichick. Well, the, but the, 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 the biggest, the, the, the thing that's most true about Belichick is the sophistication he can throw at you. And from a defensive standpoint, he throws looks that young quarterbacks aren't familiar with. I mean, you know, right. go back and look at Herbert a couple weeks ago. You know, it's like, you know, that's what he's, he's able to confuse them with the coverages and it really takes them out of their game because it's stuff that they're not used to seeing because they don't see that sort of sophistication at the college level of defense. It's a, it's collegiate defense is much more, you know, go get after the quarterback. And if you can't get after the quarterback, then well, we don't have defense. So that's pretty much it. But I think if you, if you look at what Bill Belichick's done historically, it's, it's the, the way he disguises blitz packages, the way he disguises coverages and things like that. That's what gives the rookie quarterback so much problem. And I, and I do think like, I'm waiting for this number to, I think it's two and a half, like, once this number gets the three or something like that, that's when I think you go and you take the Pats side of this game because I, I, I do not like the Pats this year. They've been terrible. I've said it all year. They, they're not a good football team. I don't care if they're in it, in it sometimes towards the end. Who cares? Newton's a disaster. And I 
still think after last year in week 17, I still think that's it in Belichick's crawl a little bit that they lost that game at home. So it would not shock me for the Pats to win this. And, and, you know, on the flip side, Jake, you know, I know everyone's talking about, well, Miami hung with the chiefs, but that was like the chiefs worst game all year. And they were still up 30 to 10 in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so like, I don't want to hear about, I mean, the dolphins have beaten the, the jets twice. They beat Cincinnati. You can only play who's on your schedule and the dolphins play hard and they have a, good defense and they play well in special teams, but the dolphins to me are not a team that like they are a fringe playoff team at best. And you know, the Patriots are just a step below that, but I it would not shock me for the past to win this game this weekend. All right. So here's the next one I want to get to, and this is going to be less about your team than just good. the frustration of like, look, we know Shanahan's. Do we play this game every single year? <laughs> and if you're smart, you avoid it. I'll admit, Joe, I even got Shanahan for the First time ever, Jake Seeley. I got Shanahan again because this is what I said, Joe. I said Raheem Mostert in his first game <laughs> back from injury leads the backfield. Raheem Mostert, when has been healthy, has been Shanahan's guy. For once, we have the idea of who Shanahan likes. That's not where I'm going because I got Shanahan again. We know what happened in the game after that. We know it was a Jeff Wilson game. And it was Jeff Wilson again last week. And Jeff Wilson's been getting the carries inside the five-yard line. So here's my question to you, Joe. If Moster is out this week, are we going Jeff Wilson? Or are you still staying away, ready to get Shanahan again again by Tevin Coleman or Jarek McKinnon this week? You know, I, I would be surprised if you did at this stage i think you know but god if 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 you're somehow in the playoffs right now and that's what you're like you're you're putting your hopes on jeff wilson then you're probably should light a candle in church or something like that because i think this well, thing's maybe, already gone it could wrong. be it's solid enough and had been waiting on christian mccaffrey to come back or something maybe like that. maybe that's the case but again that's like how many teams ha- how many i'd love to see the stat on that you know i i'd love to see how many teams are in the playoffs with certain players on their roster I don't know how we could do that. Like, I don't know what site could do that, but that wouldn't that be the most fascinating statistic? Cause that would tell you quite a lot about draft equity and players and drafting players who get hurt. And if you really can sustain all that, but I, I think it would be Wilson. Um, you know, right now, Ayuk is the only guy that I'm excited about in San Francisco. And it's not even because Debo's out. It's because even when Debo was there, Ayuk's been a target monster lately. But yeah, I don't like I everybody knows I've never been the biggest Tevin Coleman guy. And I just don't think that at this stage, look, Wilson's had some good games. Wilson also is always gonna be the guy at the at the goal line. So just for that alone, I would always lean towards Wilson. I don't want to screw around with McKinnon. I don't think I think he's done anyway. I think possibly as well, but it's, it is Shanahan. But I'm with you. I, I think that would you say, you know, obviously you don't do rankings like I do. Uh, but well, I do. You, They're just RPV rankings. It's right. It's no, I but do I mean, like better for, for than week you 15. Do. That's what I would do. You, yeah. Would you say Jeff Wilson's a top 20 running back for week 15? You know, that's that's an interesting question. I'd have to I'd have to like go through the the matchups right now. I'm, I'm still let's say recapping RB2. week 14. I'll even give you an extra four spots. No Mostert. I think he's right outside of it, like okay. barely. And that's because you got guys finally that I feel good about. It's like, you know, you finally feel good about Cam Akers. You finally feel good about some guys that were on that weird fringe before that aren't anymore. No, we're so, going to get to Akers. Oh, oh, good, because I got a lot of feelings about Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. Feelings. All right. So oh, I got here's all, all the feels, Jake, all of them. So I want to pull in, see your feelings about this. And we're going to, obviously for everybody out there, there's two ways to attack this. Ronald Jones, if he plays – you probably take the risk. We know that. But let's say Ronald Jones is out for argument's sake because that's the <laughs> question when people get around to Friday that they're going to have to make is if Ronald Jones doesn't play with that pin being put in his pinky. If he's out, Fournette was also out last week, Joe, in a surprise and act. He was a healthy He was a healthy act. Right. That's, <laughs> that's where I'm going with this. So I am say, I'm telling everybody, stay away from the Falcons' backfield. Stay away from the yep. Bengals' backfield. Yep. Stay away from the Jets' backfield. Do you include the Bucks if Ronald Jones is out? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have no hesitation. And, and look, I've always been typically a very difficult grade on Leonard Fournette. I've always been a guy who's just never a big fan. And then he had that great year last year. We caught a ton of balls. Which and I was still volume-based. You weren't completely wrong. It is. But you know what it makes – you know what? It's something – and I've never even made this connection until just now, really, just thinking about it. And sometimes you're just not putting things together. But maybe we just don't give the offensive line of the Jaguars enough credit because look how good James Robinson's been this year as a running back. I right. mean, really, James Robinson's basically stepped in there and was an undrafted nobody and has become an RB1. So, you know, maybe there's a little bit of that to it. And I think for whatever reason, look, it's been pulling teeth to get Ronald Jones 20 carries. Every time he has gotten 100 yards in this offense, they have a W. 
that I mean, that's not an accident. You have to support Tom Brady with a run game. You have to run play action. You have to keep the safeties honest. You can't let people come up on him and hit him and do all these other things. And if you do that, you will win with Tom Brady. And if you do not support him with a running game, it will fall apart. Go back and look at last year at the Patriots. Same thing. Uh, once they were unable to run out of that power eye when, um, when Devlin, the fullback, got hurt, it was a disaster from that moment on. And it's somebody that people probably don't even know the casual football fans like who, but when Devlin, the fullback got hurt, that running game went to crap. So went to crap the offense. And that was it. And I just don't feel confident that when push comes to shove, that all of a sudden if Ron Jones can't play that Leonard Fournette just gets those 18 carries that, that Jones got last week, because, because Bruce Arians does not care. And Bruce Arians probably feels like they can beat the Falcons without it. And he's probably right. And, and, so no, I can't put it in Leonard Fournette's hands. I just can't do it. I hey, look. I don't blame you. I was setting you up. I agree. I actually said that would be one of the four. I think it actually might have been five running backs that I said. I if you're in your playoffs, not not messing around with it. Avoid it. Here's one. We talked about him. The mustache is back. Gardner Minshew is back. Uh, Beowulf yeah, is back. Conveniently, he's back right after they've solidified where they should oh, no, be in no, the no. draft. Like. A hundred percent. Jeff Erickson tweeted this on Sunday. He said, if you were really healthy this entire time, how have you not been playing them? I said, it's been, the problem is it's tanking, but it would have been too obvious. And now it's too obvious with how bad the quarterbacks are playing that it's like, all right, we can't be caught by the NFL. Now let's enter what you just said. Now you've also solidified. You can't fall out of number two. Actually, I think they still could have. But not only that, but, but Jake, do you know who the next three games they play? That's they play, that's what I was going to say. They play think, the Ravens, the Colts, and the Bears. <laughs> like, that's what I was going to say. It's like, I think they can still fall out, yeah, if they win and the Bengals lose, but there's no way. I'm just saying, like, they, they've already know that the rest of the games on the schedule are not winnable, most likely. So right. they've got nothing to lose except more games. Right. So, okay. So let's go with this. Minshew's okay. back. And yeah. it's not Minshew. You're not starting them, likely, if you're in a playoffs because you have a better quarterback. So that's not where I'm going. I'm going with the passing game. DJ Ugh. Chark. He, well, and here's my argument, Joe. I'm a DJ Chark guy. I had, a ton, of D, I had a ton of DJ Chark this year, but before Minshew even got hurt, if you look at it, it's not since week seven. It's since week three. The three games before Minshew got hurt, Chark still wasn't having success. I keep watching him, and I'm watching somebody, in my opinion, Joe, who isn't on the same page as the offense, whatever the quarterback might be. Uh -huh. He's missing spots and i don't know if it's him i don't know if it's the offense but the targets are not the only problem it's catchable targets and i'm not going to put it all on the quarterback because chark doesn't seem to have the timing down and i don't again i don't want to put it on him it's part of it's a throwaway season but the question that i'm going to come back to joe is just because Minshew's at quarterback can you really put chark back into your lineup now I don't think so. I, I don't think that's a wise move at all. Um, I think there's a lot of guys you could put over him. And I will say this too. I mean, he, he had one of his better games with Luton this year. And I, I mean, it's really been all over the place. So I can't even say it's only with Minshew because one of the games, I don't think it was the Green Bay game. I think it was the one before that. Or really were back-to-back where it actually It's got to all over the place. By the way, Joe, I know you don't know the reference. If anybody out there listening to this podcast knows the reference of his guts are all over the place, I will send you a Check the Link t-shirt for free. His guts are all over the place. I will tell you after the show because I don't want to give it away on the show. His guts are because all I over. just I'll tell you after the show. Don't don't all try right. to think of it because I'm I'm doing the giveaway. So continue with what you're saying. Uh, I I yeah I, I I can't I'm not but you know I'm a I'm a movie TV guy. So Trust like I, the fact that I don't no. know this. So all right. I don't expect you to. I don't expect anybody to get this. This is why I was like I'll give away a free T-shirt. But <laughs> continue. I want a free T-shirt. <laughs> you already have one. That's true. I do. I do wear it from time to time. I, I am proud of the Jake Seeley brand. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you put but that no, in air quotes. Okay. Um, maybe, uh, but no, I, I don't, I don't think you can go back to shark. I, I think that's a, that's a bad spot. And um, you know, I'm trying to think of the guys that are on that fringe right now. It's tough. Cause I can understand, you know, if you've had Will Fuller leave, if you've had, you know, Kenny Galladay out, if you like, I can understand like you might be faced with that and you might not have a shot and that's fine. I get that, but I don't know. It's a tough sell. You know, I still, even though against the Steelers, I still feel better about all the Bengals guys. You know, I think I would still take a shot with all of them. Higgins and Boyd. I, I, those are the only guys. See, those guys. I would go, I would go him over Boyd. Really? Just Boyd has like Boyd ceiling that, that play should not have been a touchdown. That was completely on the defense. And I know, you know, yeah, I don't ever take year. anything away from anybody. No, but he's been, a, he's had a good year. He's been solid. I'm just, I just saying, don't like, like him. 
Not with Brandon Allen. I you know, I, th- I think when you're looking right now, I think, I think the only time that I'd probably be taking a shot at, like if you were the Pittman owner or the, you know, you, you like one of these owners that like caught lightning in a bottle for a couple weeks with like younger wide receivers who have now fallen apart a little bit. Okay. Like I get that, you know, like if old Mims was good for two weeks and then he's disappeared because the jets are terrible, you know, like, okay. Right. Like if that's the kind of spot and then shark. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I do have more faith in Gardner Minshew than I do in any other quarterback there. But, again, that's – I think Gardner Minshew is – the level of Gardner Minshew to me as a quarterback guy, and I pride myself on being the quarterback guy in fantasy, I, I would say that he is a very good backup. Like, he's the kind yes. of guy that you would love to have as a backup quarterback because you know you can go in there and win a couple games with him. Well, see, and that's why I'm going The he plays, for... the more he gets exposed, well, and I think that's And the that's the thing. But here's the, here's the flip side argument that I'll give you, Joe, and this is why I am somewhat mildly intrigued. Now, I wouldn't play Chark as more than a wide receiver four and understand that this floor is a two. That's like two points. Like, but the ceiling is what, what you're just saying is the best job in the NFL, and I'm not – I don't want to – and this isn't a name drop. I just don't want to steal this from the person. D'Angelo Williams said this on the podcast when I had him on. The best job in the NFL is the backup quarterback. Why? Because if you come into the game, there's zero downside. You can do whatever the hell you want because if you're great, oh, my God, we should have been playing this guy. If you're bad, who cares? You're the backup quarterback. You're the backup for a reason. Yeah. Right. I, by the way, have Mitch you watched D'Angelo on Amazing Race this year? Because we have. Yeah. I saw it a little bit. I, he had I a terrible attitude when he got eliminated. I didn't like that. <laughs> that's Angela. Though. You enjoy your time in the race. He was like, "No." Nah. <laughs> it was wrestling heel world, ever. man. I know, wrestling but it was the first, heel. the first time ever I've ever seen on that show somebody got eliminated for the race, and they asked him, and everyone's like, "We had such a great journey," or you know, was like, no, "We learned so much about ourselves." You and I should do Amazing Race. I mean, can you drive a stick shift? Because I can't. One of us has I can, to learn. Surprisingly. All right. So I, there you go. So that's the only other caveat we need. I think we could cover that between our weird like skill sets and knowledge bases. Add a, co- add a Camaro when the new version of the Camaro came out. I've had two two stick shifts in my lives and All right. lives multiple my lives. lives. <laughs> All those lives that you. This led. is how I've this is how I've defied people for what they think how old I am is I've actually had multiple lives. <laughs> people don't realize that Jake but, is but actually anyway, fifty seven years old. People don't. Yes. You know. This is what I wanted to come back to, Joe. But that's the thing. It's like Minshew knows his job. He doesn't have the they, – they're drafting somebody next year. Of course So they why are. not go out there and just play balls out because who cares? And so that's why I'm going for the Chark upside. But I want to talk about somebody who's been playing balls out in a different way. It's just been amazing this year. And whether or not you want to make the argument that Stefan Diggs has helped him, I want to know because this is the only person you texted back to me. You said you had thoughts on this person. Did and you? he wasn't even going to be in the rundown. I want to know why you wanted to talk about Josh Allen today. Well, there was a play uh, with the Josh Allen made on Monday night, uh, actually now Sunday, excuse, Sunday night, that really stuck out to me. And it's kind of the evolution. And I took a lot of heat in, I think it was 18 black book because I, I thought Josh Allen was going to be the best of the quarterbacks in that class. And people were like, what are you drunk? And I was like, no, I, I see. I was like, they got to, they got to surround him with some more pieces, but you can see the raw talent there. And Baker Mayfield is nuts. And is and like the great thing about Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield is his confidence. And the bad thing about Baker Mayfield is his confidence. Darnold, I'm never sold with USC guys. I don't know why I'm just not. I don't, especially in New York, it just never seems to be a good idea. What's, and what's you know the, the Jets are going to quarterback. What's that? Is uh, Carson Palmer? Carson Palmer? Yeah, Palmer probably. Um, and you know, it was Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson won the MVP. So obviously, it looked like I was wrong. But now it's starting to look a little different this year. And and there's a play there where. They were on the 40-something yard line there, and it was in the third quarter of this game. And I'm sure you remember this play when I'll be describing it. So he rolls out, and I would say Josh Allen two years ago would just run for the first down. He would probably pick it up. He rolled out, and he saw Cole Beasley change his route on the fly because he noticed that Josh Allen was now rolling out. So he turns around, he starts running down the sideline. That would have been probably a gain of 10, if not more. But Josh Allen instead, and that was probably Josh Allen 2019, Josh Allen 2020 saw Dawson Knox in the end zone with a complete mismatch one-on-one throws the ball up to him in the end zone. Of course you get the PI because the guy can't stop him from catching the football except to hold him. (laughs) And next thing you know, you're on the goal line. That to me is the evolution of quarterback and and that quarterback. That's a play that a Drew Brees makes. That's a quarterback, you know, I'm going to put in as like the greatest of all time. I'm not trying to be crazy here and hyperbolic. What I'm saying is if you wonder why he's got that 70%, completion rate this year if you're wondering why the bills are where they are it's because that version of josh allen has showed up quite a bit now the defense has played better for buffalo in the last two weeks more like the buffalo bills of last year than this year 
But that play to me, that said everything about, okay, that's the evolution of a quarterback. The kid who's got great athletic ability. He would have run for the first down, could have didn't. Saw the, the slot receiver make an adjustment, probably could have picked up the first down. No, 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 no. I'm going for it all because I can see it's the vision of the field. And that's why, like, going forward into next year, I think Allen's going to be in a perfect spot because, you know, it's getting to a point now in single quarterback leagues where you really need to start prioritizing quarterback a little bit more. We used to always wait. There wasn't a whole lot of separation. Now, if you don't have one of these dudes, these weak winning dudes, it's tough. And especially because quarterback is the most protected position in fantasy football. So, and, and in reality, and I think that's, that's something that it's the, it's a hard truth. The wide receiver pool is possibly the deepest it's ever been. The quarterbacks are protected and running backs are disappearing. So you have to kind of start to make adjustments where, you know, that group of Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott and all these guys, like if you don't have one of these guys or Josh Allen, it's kind of tough. Like you don't want to be kind of on the flip side of that. Cause those guys are winning weeks with some of these games are having like Allen's got what six, 300 yard games already. And there's still a couple weeks left. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think we're seeing a bigger gap from the top six or seven maybe eight if every Dak is healthy than we've seen in quite some years where it's not just the, Hey, wait. And now you're talking about a per game, you know, even Lamar Jackson is still averaging 21 points a game, but you drop off from him and now you're down to Roethlisberger averaging 17. So, and Roethlisberger is the 11th quarterback on the year, you know, right in front of him, Tom Brady's at 19, but Tom Brady's. Well, you know what? Roethlisberger is a little inflated because they just, how in the no, last no, no. two weeks, have you no, ever no, seen so many empty you. backfields? in your whole yeah. life for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've never seen anything like it. It's like there's Roethlisberger by himself, empty backfield. I'm like, who is this team? <laughs> like, I don't even know who they well, are I mean, anymore. They, they have an empty backfield, essentially. I right know. Now. So, I so speaking of backfields, thank you for the transition. Nice. What a, God, you're so good. <laughs> Joe. Yes. It's kind of the age of rookie running backs right now. It only took oh, most so of the year. It only, it only took 14 <laughs> weeks. <laughs> But there's something I want to do for the playoffs and playoffs now that we're at the rookie running backs to get your thoughts of how you feel about each. And there's something you and I used to do a lot when it came to trying to figure out, well, it's fun to say this person versus this person, but there's something we could do, Joe, with mm-hmm. these players, with these okay. five running backs. Yeah. Do, do you know what it is? Do you think you know what it is? Um, we could put them all in a hat maybe and then draw them out. No, 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 there's something better I think we could do probably. Oh, I know, I know. We could um we could uh we could do like a word puzzle with them and then like reveal them one at a time or something like that. That'd be fun, right? Maybe like an anagram or something. Yeah. No, I think we could still do better. No. What what do we do, Jake? We make a list. You know what? You just made the list. It's been too long. It's been way too to long. Forever. So good. <laughs> and there's I hope that everybody who follows us have listened to this episode because those are the people who will get the reference. And by the way, Chris Jericho, even at AEW, is amazing. He's, he's in his fat Elvis stage. It's fun. It, it, that's the thing, though. It's, it doesn't matter what character he does. Yeah. He does it so Oh, yeah. Oh, amazing. he's fat Elvis right now. And it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's great. Every time. I'm MJF is great. I'm a big fan of you know, that. I thought the, uh, the thing they did together a couple weeks ago with the um, – the musical number was terrific. I thought the, uh, the hangover thing fell flat, but, you know, you can't win But all. the thing was, is even with the segments that fall flat, Jericho's part is still great. I just, oh, yeah, I well, because he he's, he's a magnificent entertainer, and he always has been. I wish he would take a little bit better care of himself, but I, I get it. Like, at this point in his career, he doesn't care. He's just like, whatever. He's like, I'm, I'm working <laughs> once a week. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm Chris Jericho. For- I have nothing to prove. <laughs> I get it. I will say you, you see him enjoying it too because now where it's gotten to the point where the crowd was finishing the song and now mm-hmm. at initially, if anybody's been watching AEW, at the beginning, they just kind of did it in the background and he would start talking. Now you see him every single time. He smiles and the crowd finishes the song. Oh, yeah. He the chorus every time. Yeah. And he, he, now he enjoys it. It's like if you've ever been to a Boston Red Sox game when they sing Sweet Caroline and they keep going after the song's cut off for everybody that knows that reference. Yeah, I well. don't know why they don't start the song a little earlier. Like, that's the thing. It's like, can you do Sweet Caroline? Where, no, all that too. But no, but why can't they start Jericho's song a little earlier or like do an edit so everybody – because they always cut it off, and now it's become a thing. <laughs> like, so I guess now they never will. But, you know, it's, now you it's know, Fozzie's not exactly, you know, <laughs> the greatest rock band of all time. No, no I will say, first. though, the most recent Fozzie album, I listened to that a good amount. I did. Really? I've heard yeah. a couple Fozzie tunes. Like, it's I will, I will, He's not the I greatest singer. He's a great entertainer. the most recent album. 
So all right, I'll anyway. I saw Hasselhoff just put out a metal record last week. I don't know if you caught that. Is it in German? I we can only hope. <laughs> so Akers, Taylor, Dobbins, Swift, C E H. Oh, there's a lot of P hold on. I gotta get like a pencil here or something. All right. You know the you know the five rookies. All right. So who who is it? What who what's the, the name? Five what? rookies. Akers, okay. Taylor, Dobbins, Swift. Actually here. Akers, Dobbins, Taylor, Swift, C E H. I want you to make a list. I what want about you to uh, list- wait, Taylor Swift, Akers, Dobbins, and CEH, but what about our boy that we just talked about? What about James Robinson? We're not gonna put him on the list? No, because we know James Robinson's clearly the the best. This is I don't know if he is clear. Oh, getting into next year, or you mean like rest of no, the season? No, I like, mean, what's our I mean for your playoffs? Here? I mean, oh, for, for the playoffs. Okay, for your playoffs and okay. for your trust level and what you will believe who of each right now. Like that's the question: Are you trusting Acres with Sean McVay? Is Taylor finally the guy? Dobbins is he going to do more than most on his touches? Swift, same thing. Ceh has been so up and down. Like so, right now for your playoffs, two weeks on the line. How do you rank the five running backs in a list? Well, first of all, I want to just say that that Thursday night game last week was the Cam Akers coming out party. And not just because of the stats, because of what he did and how he did it. He ran inside. He ran outside. He caught the football. He protected the football. He ran for touchdown. He did everything you could possibly ask for. And, you know, last couple of weeks, you could see that emergence. And I don't know when we're going to like start getting smarter but I get it. It's very tempting to go crazy for these rookie running backs. But last year, you know, Devin Singletary and Miles Sanders carried people to championships. They carried me because I made trades for both of them. I didn't draft either of them. And then same thing, like looking this year too. It's like if you traded for Jonathan Taylor or traded for Cam Akers or traded for Dobbins, any of these guys, you did better than the person drafting them. And I, I don't know if this is a trend. I'm going to ask you that first. Do you think this is a trend that we just need to understand that it's more of a second half play at this point? Or do you think it is just coincidence? Because even you go back three years ago, that entire rookie class for the most part was a boss. Like the guys like Ronald Jones and everybody was, you know, you know, kind of fawning over themselves to get those guys. And none of them hit that year. Montgomery was terrible. Like it was not a good group a couple of years ago. I don't think it's necessarily a trend as much as it is, is also understanding the situation. So mm-hmm. Clyde Edwards Alaire wasn't a bad call. He was a bad call as a first round pick. I no, hated- I was gonna say I hated that 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 helium was. See, that's where control. I disagree. We're, here's why: at the end of the first round, at the first round turn, when people start moving up at the middle of the first round, I'm with you. It's funny as no first round turns different. I mean, the people that took him like seven or six. Oh yeah, and I, that's drunk. the funny thing is to go back to the preseason. It was funny as I was saying, like I was a Clyde edwards alaire guy, and now I'm getting zero of them because I'm not taking them in the middle of the first round. But even so, even at the end of the first round. He was still the right call. Nobody expected Le'Veon Bell trade, and that just torpedoed his value. That You can't see that coming. Where I was going to say is, I think you need to understand the situation, is similar to Miles Sanders last year, is there's different opportunities. You know, James Robinson was an exceptional value and skyrocketed because they got rid of Leonard Fournette. He was in a situation where the backfield could be his. Jonathan Taylor came in. The backfield was never going to be his. Even like Naheem Hines wasn't going to go away no matter what, even after the injury to Marlon Mack. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, that backfield was not going to go away. That DeAndre Swift was not. And I think that's where we need to be smarter, Joe, to answer your question. As a fantasy whole, the entire world needs to be smarter and say, you know what? There's very few rookie running backs nowadays brought in as the guy. Well, look, so, Ezekiel Elliott was a first-round value. Saquon Barkley was a first-round value. Right. And those are the only two guys in the last 10 years that really popped to me right off the top of my head where I was like in the black book. As rookies, they were both in the first round there in terms of value. And that was because situation, what you saw in college, and once in a while you do get a transcendent back. And that just happens sometimes. But not everybody's a transcendent back. It takes guys a little no. while. So I will, I will answer. This, like, Travis okay. Etienne right now, if he's drafted by a team like even the Bengals and they get rid of Joe Mixon. Oh, I don't know. His well, they just paid team. Joe Mixon. That's I was not gonna say, Yeah, they just paid him. So that's not – let's say – He gets drafted uh, by the Steelers? Yeah. There's one. So if he's drafted as the guy, sure. But let's say he's drafted by the Buccaneers and they keep Ronald Jones. Around. Oh, no, no. That's when you'd pull the Miles Sanders. Let somebody else go get him in the middle of the season yeah, because you believe the talent will win out. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And so that, that's where I think you come into. So anyway, the conversation, so rookies running back 
I want okay. you to give me my list. We're running out of time. All right. Number one is definitely Cam Akers. And it's not okay. just because of that one game. It's because of the trend, but it's also because of the schedule. He's got the Jets next week and then the Seahawks. And if you're a moron playing in week 17, then he's got the Cardinals too. So that's three great matchups, <laughs> three great weeks. Uh, I'm only and, laughing because I still have to do waivers and rankings for those people. Well, I mean, you do. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's fine. It's like, you know, I feel like everybody in those leagues, um, you know, remember Doofus Rick and Rick and Morty? I feel like it's mm-hmm. all a bunch of people of that. That's like Doofus Ricks. <laughs> like that's it. Oh boy. Oh boy. Jerry loves it. Week 17. Yo, Jerry's I can't wait to friend, play. Man. Yeah, on. Jerry's. Yeah, exactly. The guy eats his own poop. <laughs> God, I love Stop that sidebarring. So Cam Akers, Cam Akers definitely because of the matchups and and also the trends of what's going on. And I think you're seeing him take over this backfield. And yeah, Henderson had that one, you know, good breakaway run, but that's, that's going to happen. Akers is the guy. Um, Taylor is the second. And that's only because as much as I like this week against Houston, which is going to be smash. And I'm going to have him everywhere in DFS, just like I had him last week in DFS. Um, the next week is the Steelers and that's a little bit harder and it is on the road. So I, I, it's definitely acres for that first two. Then okay. to me, it's a drop off. I feel best about Dobbins at three. And that's also because of usage. And obviously now it's just the Lamar Jackson show again, which it should have been all along. And maybe they've been just waiting, trying to keep him healthy. And now they're just taking the reins off. I think it's more just desperation of saying, look, you know, just go out there and be you enough and already. And next year you have to give him an Allen Robinson type wide receiver. You have to give him an Adam Thielen type wide receiver. Hollywood Brown is trash. He is terrible for four quarters. And every time, every game, the last three games, he has one play where the defense makes a mistake. Somebody falls down, misses a tackle, runs yeah, into he each other. He can be a great number two. He can't be a great number two. He can't block. He can't catch. He, he's fast when he's all by himself with the football. He is, he is lucky at best. If you give Lamar a really stay, if you give him Allen Robinson, I guarantee you're going to see Lamar Jackson from two years ago. That being said, Dobbins is still my three. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be my four. And last is going to be Swift because of the concussion thing. I'm just worried about that. And, and Stafford's probably not playing this week. That can't be yeah, good. So that, your touchdown equity goes down. And you know what? With Clyde Edwards-Alaire, like I know in PPR leagues, he's been respectable most of the year. But, you know, at a certain point, when do we sit back and go, maybe it's just also, it's just Patrick Mahomes. Like, maybe it's going to be that kind of team where, you know, there'll be a handful of good Clyde Edwards-Alaire games every year, but it's just going to be the Patrick Mahomes show. I mean, I mean still Tyreek Tyre- and Travis Kelsey first. Tyreek Hill, by the way, has 14 or 13 or 14 touchdowns over 40 yards for his career already. Isn't that stunning? I, I over 40 yards. I don't know how, like, people don't just keep a safety over top of him just do it i mean if you, you get beat elsewhere it buy it i mean he's just unbelievable i mean yeah all right yeah. so uh do you want we got i gotta get out of here so for everybody out there i gotta feed barkley so i'm this is yes. joe's credit i'm doing this show later and barkley's starving so i'm you starving get, somebody feed uh, me <laughs> you no get offense, a barkley. wide receiver list to finish out the show because okay. we're still making lists here you get wide receiver or quarterback um, hmm, let's make the quarterback list. I'm quarterback guy. Let's do okay. that. Okay, and it's not even a list, so that's good because it's a little bit different. Oh well, okay. Talk about false this, advertising. All right, let's go. Well, no, <laughs> that's good. All I didn't want you to. So there you go. This is a little bit different. This is fun. This is actually Justin Herbert versus. So <laughs> plug in like your Scott video Pilgrim? game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was gonna say plug in your video game. This is going to be a Street Fighter Scott Pilgrim battle. On the one side, you got Justin Herbert. On the other side, you have. These five quarterbacks, I'm going to go one by one. Joe, you tell me who gets the knockout. So there you go. I love it. Thank you. That's where okay. I was going, and you knew where I was going. That's why we're friends. Justin Herbert. Uh-huh. Dun, 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 dun. Is this rest of season, just so I know? No, this is just a le- – yeah, well, the final two weeks. Forget okay. week 17. We don't, we don't do week 17. Okay. Justin Herbert, booting up. On the other side, fighter, Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm still going to take Herbert. Sorry. Sorry, Jalen. I know it was fun last week, but I think there's an energy level when you take over a quarterback and then everybody feeds off of it. I don't know how long it's going to last. So uh, I'll take Herbert with, against the Chargers next week. <laughs> All right. Next fighter, uh-huh. Justin Herbert, entering the ring. Didn't start button. Here we go. Ryan Tannehill on the other side. Tannehill. Pfft, Tannehill. Yeah. Jaguars this week alone. Thank you. Just Thank get you. me to the championship. Come on. <laughs> I actually tweeted this out, Joe, last week. I don't get the hate on Joe, uh, Ryan Tannehill because this is an assumption everybody makes is they say, oh, Derrick Henry is going to smash, so no Tannehill. Ack! 
actually. Yeah, that's not true games, at all. Exactly. Every single 14-plus point game, including his 30s and his 40s by Derrick Henry, Tannehill has at least 16.8 points, except for one game, Joe. And in that game, he still threw for 300 yards. That's lazy, they- lazy fantasy. He was great last week. Of course, everyone should be good against the Jaguars. This week, he's got the Lions. And look, the Packers like, People are-, are upset about his game last week. Like, that's his oh. floor. But yeah. Anyway. Like- Whatever. All right. And the reason I have Justin Herbert here, Joe, is because the league has finally adjusted to him. And you've seen poor play by Justin Herbert over the last so four adjusted games. Adjusted Herbert? What'd you say? Adjusted Herbert. Adjusted Herbert. <laughs> yeah. We're getting adjusted Herbert. Well, and it's on him. We know this in baseball because you do baseball too. It's now on him to adjust back to defenses right. and learn. Just like mm-hmm. when pitchers adjust to hitters and hitters have to adjust back. All right. Justin Herbert or... Mr. Floor himself, pretty much this year, Derek Carr. Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go back to Derek Carr because the, the god of receiving that is Nelson Aguilar really has made a huge difference there. I mean, I want to put that down, by the way, as my, my vote for things that no fantasy analyst ever saw coming. Nelson Aguilar with the Raiders this year. That is stunning what he's done. But I'll, I'll take Derek Carr. You know, outside of that one point <laughs> – performance which was which was about i mean wow i don't even know like what to say about that it was so bad i almost couldn't believe it i thought he got hurt <laughs> like you look at you like did he get hurt i think that's i think that's why everybody's ticked off at him still yeah but you know what then he bounced back he threw for a ton of yards against the jets and he'll, he'll be fine yeah no, I, I would take Carr over herbert by the too. way yes people rolling into their fantasy second round games with tim patrick and nelson aguilar as their three and four wide receivers and yeah, they're winning about it and you know yeah. what? the other thing with herbert too is eckler being back kind of shaves off a little bit of the aggressive Herbert that we saw in the first six weeks of his career when, when Eckler wasn't. And Eckler likes fantasy, which just makes him awesome. All right. Yeah. Last well, two. that's so much better than the guys that were trolling fantasy. Like oh, that's, that's a crappy thing to, tr- to troll. Oh, Josh Jacobs lost a ton of fans. Last well, time. you know what? Like that, that's kind of a crappy thing to do. You know what? It's one thing to do it week two. It's another thing to do it in the playoffs. Like he legit lost people money and that's kind of crappy. Cause look, well, and that's the NFL that's the players got to realize, like, you know, that people care who Josh Jacobs is outside of the people who root for the Raiders because they play fantasy. That's it. That's the only reason they know your name is because they play fantasy. I guarantee well, the, the casual The thing was, too, it care. seemed like a troll until he included that really small font and just people didn't know what to do. All right, so small fonts are two. the worst. Okay. Another floor guy. Nah. Justin Herbert or Philip Rivers? Philip Rivers. He's been terrific. I know his foot's going to fall off any day now, but, yeah, um, <laughs> but healthy T.Y. Hilton and... Jonathan Taylor looking good. Well, he's got like a, a what eighteen points or, or more in his last four games, I think, if memory serves, off the top of my head. I know he's like, I know he had like twenty one week and had like twenty one or nineteen or something like that. So he's been hovering right around there. I think he had eighteen this past week. So yeah, I mean Rivers has been consistently good, and which is shocking because he was consistently awful. Since and I thought week 10, boy, 16, I, 21, 18, 19, 18. 18, 19. Yeah, so I was right. So yeah, so I mean, the, and and you could equate that with two things: T. Y. Hilton being healthy which hasn't happened in a long time and Jonathan Taylor. And, you know, you see that emerging and, and the matchups have been better too, but yeah, it's definitely Philip Rivers over Herbert right now. I All think right. you have to live in the moment a little bit. I know Herbert was great. For well, a run there. I'm glad you said that Joe, because here's the last uh, one. Okay. And this is, this is as living in the moment as you could possibly get more than Jalen hurts. I thought that yes. was pretty living in the moment. Yes. Okay. Because two wonderful matchups upcoming he is QB 10 over the last three games, right in line with Derek Carr and Phillip Rivers. So I'm going to ask you, can you do it with your playoffs on the line? Justin Herbert or he's back, Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, man, man. Oh, man. I do like him this week. I'm not going to lie. I like he's got him this Jacksonville week. next week, too. I know. I think I'm going to go with Mitchie the kid. I think I am. <laughs> I think I'm feeling crazy. And, and you know what? I think you have to look also of, of where these two teams are at too. The, you know, the bears are still fighting for something. The chargers are a disaster. The chargers are going to quit. They're going to fire their coach. Are they're going healthy this week. I, I don't know. I mean, the tar- look, Keenan Allen's been fantastic and Eckler being back is great, but you have to be realistic too. The bears are kind of fighting for something. Like they're going to play Minnesota this week. And I look Montgomery has 400 yards his last three games. Robinson is – could you imagine if Allen Robinson played with somebody – I mean, he's had what? Blake Bortles, Blaine Gabbert, Nick Foles, Mitchell Trubisky. Could you imagine if he played with, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers, what his career would look like right now? <laughs> I mean, he might be Devontae Adams. Like, he's probably not, but I mean, just saying, like – He's, he's still he's super-ass young, to too. 
it's just stunning to me. I'm going to go with Mitchell Trubisky, and I don't care. I will live in this moment and I in this moment. And, and I think the Bears, if they finish out strong, even if they miss the playoffs and Trubisky plays well, I don't think they're oh, going to fire Tr- Nagy. Oh, I was going to say Trubisky's playing himself into a starting job with the Washington football team next year. Well, I don't know. But here's my thing is that there's going to be so many coaching vacancies. I think teams are going to start to pull back now. Like I think the Bengals, if they were even thinking about moving on from Taylor, you know, do you want to change quarterbacks, uh, quarterback coaches rather, or, and, they and gotta coaches get away and schemes? well, even if they do, do you want to do that to burrow in year two, or do you want to like try to make it work? And then, cause you know, then you get in that jet cycle where every year you got a new coordinator and every year, a new playbook. And then the next thing you know, a guy can't, you know, get out of his own way. And not that, you know, Burrow is Darnold by any stretch of the means, but same thing with, with Nagy. It's like, if, if they hang on at the end and they're respectable and they just missed the playoffs, do you want to be competing with all those other coaching vacancies? Because there's going to be a coaching vacancy where you can have Deshaun Watson, where you can have Trevor Lawrence, uh, where you can have teams that you could turn around very quickly, like Denver, possibly. I mean, this is the greatest offseason of coaching opportunity that I've ever seen. And, and there's going to be even more of them. And I think it's going to be dangerous. I don't think people are going to be want to – I don't think NFL organizations are going to want to be out there fighting over the scraps that are left at the end of the day. You might be better just staying put. All right. I, I could definitely see that. You know what she, people shouldn't be doing? Joe? Again, what should they be doing? doing? Not following you and not reading the black Seriously. book because you're going to be getting scraps in your leagues. Uh, once again, Joe, <laughs> at Joe Pizapia, tell everybody the black book. Tell everybody where they can get your <clears throat> gloriousness, including your podcast yes. with two friends of ours and everything. That's right, Bogman and Welsh. So the black book podcast with Bogman and Welsh and myself. Every week, uh, we're on the Brawl Network now, but you can just follow me at JoePizzaPia17. You get all that, all the links there. Check all them. Uh, you can see me on the, uh, the television six days a week too. Fantasy Game Day, Sunday mornings, getting you ready with the Eric Young uh, and the Matt Stryker. That is a great fun show. And then FST on Sports Grid with myself and Craig Mish Monday through Friday. Sunday show is a good time. I highly recommend that. And of course, the new baseball black book is out on amazon and the football book will be out in june so keep an eye out for that and uh, i do the line star dfs and wagering pods too because i don't like sleep i just like to talk about football that's what i like to do and i like to hang out with you jake seeley it's been too long and uh just i know it's the holidays just to remind you die hard's a christmas movie i knew you were gonna throw that in there because i was gonna wait until the very end sorry (laughs) you know barkley's gotta eat good night everybody And so is P2, a Christmas movie. Just make sure you, you got to include that. I told you. You can say Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I don't even know P- P2. What is that? I told you. This is the same argument. You know what it is. I brought it up the last three years we've been discussing nah, this. But the guy even who if you, wrote Die Hard said it's a, it's a, it's a Christmas Yeah, movie. because he wants the money. He's no, a smart no, man. The, the, not the screenwriter. The, the no. original. There's a book. Did you know that Die Hard was a book? Uh, we're not doing this. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Make sure you're following uh, Joe. I'll have be fun, back. Doofus Ricks. <laughs> Play week 17. Week, yes. uh, week 16 and 17. I'll still be back for both. We appreciate you guys. <laughs> Goodbye. This was back before the season. So I deleted all the apps and all this. I was like, I'm not going to have any time anyway. It's just the game and the effort and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, before that, I did do a couple Zoom dates. I think I did four or five. I remember. But the only person I did, I did one with one girl twice. First one ended up going two and a half hours. Second one ended up going three hours. Wow. And then after the second one, and we're texting, she said, I'm just not feeling a spark. And I was like, two things. Joe, like two things. <laughs> one is, it's still Zoom dates. Like, how much spark do you expect to have? And then two, then why did you spend five and a half hours? Oh, I don't know. Because they're bored. Because they're, they're bored. Like, you know what the irony is? I was if, you were, if you did it for a half hour and you were like, hey, I really, you know, I can't, like, you know you know, stay much longer or whatever they did, or like, whatever. He seemed disinterested. She'd be so into you. You know, that's, somebody else said, somebody else said I spent too much time. I should have ended it at, at an hour most. <clears throat> Probably. I mean, yeah, but, but that's, what it's, that's the thing. No, but you're like me, Jake. You know, I, I'm, I'm with you, dude. We see these things the same way. It's like, you're, you're trying to be authentic and you're trying to be, you know, better than what's out there. And, and it's not really rewarded most of the time. I can tell you that it's, it's a bunch of shit. No, <clears> so not. I feel you, bro. I feel you. Like, I'm just yeah. like, Hey, Oh my God, there's a connection. All right. Yeah. The five and a half. After the three hour one, that's hilarious. I don't think there's a connection. I mean, and the thing too is they both came to like a natural end. It wasn't. I don't know if there's like, like I don't know if you had a connection until you can make out with somebody. Then you know, <laughs> like you well, can really I, like somebody, and then you can like hook up with them and be like not into them. Actually, that's uh, happened to me once or twice. I'm like, eh, so you know what? I don't happen. know how you do this, Joe, but you always get like something I've never told anybody else before. <laughs> it's <laughs> because you actually trust me. Like, there's yeah. actually a trust uh, level between you and I <laughs> that is absurd because you're not a, somebody who trusts people lightly. 
Yeah. And you and I, from day one, I don't know what it was. It's just me, maybe, your comfortability, but we're both assholes. Yeah, but, but, we're, but we're not. <laughs> like, we're, the, we're assholes, but underneath, we're not at all. And I appreciate that, you know, you, you and I kind of have to actually, you know, see things like, the same like, way. Connections, like, like brothers. So Yeah, more like that, yeah. That's so why I, I legitimately, you know. the kissing thing. So I'm just going to be like, I won't tell you what that This is going to end up being part of this thing anyway. <laughs> so it had been a really long time. As in years since mm-hmm. I had kissed somebody. Okay. Um, and mostly because, I mean, you know, I had the deli and then I was chasing this career and then like right. just all, oh, yeah. like there's a lot of stuff that happened to lead up to this. Oh, dude. So, yeah, dude. So I got to the point where I had reverted almost back to like high school of like the nervousness of the first kiss again, like because yeah. it had been so long. And it's not, yeah, dude, not, that I'm, not that I'm bad and I'm not being a braggart. It's like, but I've always been told I'm a really good kisser. I don't know how. It's not like I practice, like I do a fantasy to learn how to kiss better, but I still became super nervous. It's the so algorithms of kissing. It's the, the algorithm of how to kiss and the angle and all that type of stuff. <laughs> So I did watch I a lot of film. <laughs> I watched a lot of film. That's that's a good one. <laughs> Quality statement there, Joe. I, I went on a well, girl. I hope you're recording I, this. I am. <laughs> went on five days with a girl over the course of a month. Five days and hadn't kissed her yet. And there was so there's two things. There was an opportunity in a parking lot, but I like because she lived 30, 40 minutes away, and we yeah. met up the one time. And like I just I was like I didn't want the first kiss to be in the park. Like for anybody out there that's a Friends fan, here you go. This is the perfect example. When Phoebe was dating. David, the first time, mm-hmm. and she said, are you ever going to kiss me? And he goes, right. I just kept building it up in my mind, and then the yeah. longer I waited, the more terrific it had to be. That's kind of what happened. And she ended up, like, calling it off, and then hit me up, like, a little while later. I was like, you know, what did you mean by, like, you felt weird or whatever? Is it, like, a religious thing? I'm like, no, it's not a religious thing. And I, just I, was, I, like, thing, yeah. I, yeah, I just legitimately got terrified, and I used that example. And she's like, oh, I get it. That's actually really sweet, blah, blah, blah. But then still never, she was just like, okay, still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I know. Just, it's just, it's crazy. Dude, I, I, you'll appreciate this too, because you know my kids did all the uh, last year. We did Big Bang Theory. They watched it from start to finish, and now they're watching Friends start to finish no, over nice. like the course of a couple months. So now we're in season eight. So like any Friends reference is very fresh with me because <laughs> the last like four months, that's all. We, like they went from Jul- I would say like August or mid July they started, and it's December, and they're on season eight already, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> like they, you know what's funny? If all of those shows have a character that got reprised. And actually, Friends has two. You know that Joey's agent was the doctor in yes. one of the very first. Episodes. I never noticed it until this time watching it. I was like, oh watching my god, look, there's the uh, there's the agent. She's she's in like this first season as some other character as the nurse. Oh wow, that's funny. Yeah, and I caught that. John, um, crap, his last name, the comedian from SNL. For what show are we talking about? Friends. When he was stoned to judge. Mm-hmm. Oh, John Lovitz. Yeah. And then he was the date for for Rachel, like years later. And it's but like not the same character, right? No, that's the, that's what I'm saying. It's a completely different character. <laughs> yeah, that's it's the weird. same guy. The interesting thing about Big Bang Theory is, do you remember the episode where his bully shows back up later to apologize? Yeah, he's the dad on Young Sheldon. Oh, that's right. Well, you know that happens a lot in the casting world. Where I know, yeah, that one's really people, but, and they go, the okay, yeah, I never. Me. Holy crap, dude! I never made that connection though. That's funny. And I, I, I Big Bang, I always liked it. Like, I've watched those a million times. But I've watched Friends many times too. But there was definitely like a gap when I was in college where I didn't see every episode. I think so. It was kind of fun to kind of rewatching them with them, but.